the game's all about. All of a sudden, you feel like you can't miss. I'm just leaving up there. You couldn't make that if you tried that again. Welcome to Weekend Bucket. My name is Matt Moore. I'm the senior NBA writer for the Action Network. Not joined by Raheem Palmer, who's flying back from Memphis, Tennessee. Not joined by Brandon Anderson, who said he wanted to do a Game 7 podcast and then was not available for this podcast. But I am very excited to be joined, even more excited to be joined by my special guest, Joe Delera from the Action Network. Joe, how are you doing this morning? Good. Uh, it's afternoon for me on the East Coast. This is a nice, like, late start to the morning. Uh, but pretty excited. We got the day off today and two game sevens. Could be great. Could be absolutely great. We are recording this on Saturday midday Eastern time, so it's noon Eastern. When we're recording this. Uh, we've had the. I always want to get take the overnight to think about games and where I'm at on things and, and kind of let the market settle a little bit. So we're going to give you this update. Uh, and we'll try and project ahead if you're listening to this later in the, before game seven on Sunday. We'll try and give you an idea of like where we think the markets are going to go. By the way, if you're not following Joe, follow Joe on Twitter at Joe Delera, Joe, J-O-E-D-E-L-L-E-R-A. And sure. you can check out his own podcast, the Cash That Podcast, which you should absolutely check out as well. And you can follow his picks in the award-winning Action Network app, the best way for you to track your picks and get the second information on where the bets and money are coming in like on these game sevens, which we'll go ahead and let's get started with this. Uh, on Friday night, the Boston Celtics got the desperation win on the road versus the Milwaukee Bucks. The shooting variants came home to roost. They hit their shots. The Milwaukee Bucks did what we always talk about them doing. The Bucks bucked so hard and missed all their open looks. And now we've got a game seven in Boston. The Boston Celtics are minus five as we record this. No movement from the open at five. The total open 208 is now down to 207. Uh, the tickets are coming in on the Bucks early. We are tracking like a not insignificant amount of tickets right now on the Bucks. It's 75% Bucks on the on the tickets. The handle is at 72%. So a slight differential towards Boston here. Uh, I'm a little surprised that this is where the early represent representations are coming in on, given what we know about game sevens, unless the public is just completely ignoring that. We don't have enough to signal any any trends or signals in the Action Network app yet, but you're going to want to check that out before the game goes. If you want to follow how the market's reacting, that's what you should do is open the app, go to the game, scroll down. There's a pro report. Check that out. Uh, Moneyline-wise, 61% of the tickets are on Boston. 55% of the money is on Boston. So a little bit of the money coming back the other way. So that's part of the uh, the thing to figure out here. of the tickets are on the total over, but 51% of the money is on the under. All right, Joe, let's just go ahead and get to this. What's your best bet for Bucks Celtics game seven? I like, I personally lean the bucks here. uh, And I I think there's a five and a half at MGM that I think I'm probably going to take, but I think that you just have to go with the game seven unders trend. I know you have all the trend numbers coming up, but this series has felt like a dogfight, And even with Boston getting that like shooting variance game that they were supposed to have um, both of these teams, their offenses are stymied by the defense on the other team. So at this point it's game seven. I don't really know how many more adjustments these teams can really make at this point. Right. And I just don't expect to see a lot of points. Like it's, this has really just become can Tatum outscore Giannis. And like that might be that might be the Boston's path to winning um, or like 
you know, is Giannis just going to drop 60 and ruin all of the unders? But like that, that's really the only thing that I can see coming up uh, in this game. So I definitely want to be taking the under. There's a 207.5 on MGM right now. I think that's the best number. Yeah, I'm going to be on the under as well. Um, let's talk about the trends because this is the, this is what everyone talks about with these game sevens. Uh, game sevens all time, 109 and 33 to the home team. 34 and 16 since 2003 in bet laps. So we see like a significant trend here towards like it balances out over the last 20 years since 2015. Okay. Which is kind of what I refer to as like the start of the modern three point eras when you had the Rockets and the Warriors chucking up so many threes. Uh, the home team is just 12 and seven that drops to 63%. Let's go to second round and on because obviously you get to these second rounds and the teams are a lot better. Like if you got a game seven, because some dog ass first round team dragged you to seven games, you're going to be a, a, in a much better position to go ahead and advance. Even if they gave you a tough series, it drops even further. So second round on home teams, 16 and 10, we're down to 61.5%. But I will say this, um, this has more to do with the second game that does this one. Well, I'll come back to that. I'll come back to the trend. Remind me, I'll come back to the trend on the suns there in, in a second. Um, favorites at home in game seven are 33 and 15 straight up. Uh, the ATS numbers are basically even like there's no value on just like bet the home team against the spread. You got to be able to find like the exact angle that you want here because the home team performance is, is really kind of scattered and even in terms of the ATS performance. I think because these two teams are like you mentioned are out of adjustments. Um, so I think that's, that's something to keep in mind as well. Um, the unders, okay, the unders, 33 and 21 we've got on the unders total. Uh, if we look at sub 210 totals in game sevens, it gets even better at 27 and 17 to the under. So, look, both these teams have absolutely just dragged each other into the mud. I stuck with the under in game six because we talked about the overall trends here on the show, and that was tough for me to do. Because when I, I will say this to your point about Boston, I do kind of look at one of the overall trends that we're seeing is an improved offensive rating for Boston as the series goes on. Like they've started to shoot a little bit better. And you look at this game six and they score 108 Uh, in game five, the Celtics scored 107. Like, it's kind of interesting, Joe, in that and it makes me a little bit worried for our under. I'm going to play it just because of the his- history of it. It does make me a little bit nervous because if we look at, at, at like the course of NBA history, what usually happens, right, is like you got two really good offenses and then they make adjustments and they slow each other down. And by the end of it, nobody can hit anything and everyone's tired. Yeah. These are two defensive teams. And it seems like what's slipping is their ability to defend each other for the full 48. And that seems to be actually what's trending the other direction. Like, there's part of me that kind of wants to take a Boston team total over here based off of how their trends have gone game by game in the series. Like the Celtics game by game have gotten better and better as the series has gone on offensively. Yeah. I mean, I think that one of the things is they're taking the highest frequency of threes actually in this round of the playoffs. They're taking 43.7% of their shots from three point range. And I think we've seen their, effective field goal percentage even out with their expected effective field goal percentage because yeah. now they're really sitting at their actual is 53 percent versus their expected is 53.9 so i think it's kind of evened out at this point and my only concern with taking the boston team total is that 
I think that they're favor. I think they're getting a lot of points. Like I get that they're the home team, but for a series that has felt so even, and like, I don't think, I think when we watch this series and we look at the series, we're like, this is arguably the title. Like this is, it doesn't feel like a conference semifinals type of game. And to give up like five and a half points, you're going to lose some value. I think on the team total there, because they're going to have to really score. They obviously have to score more than Milwaukee in the spot. So I think that they're, their offense, I get what you're saying, but I feel like the offense is kind of evened out. And you probably are going to see maybe even more Giannis minutes, more Drew minutes. Like, I just struggle to see. Like, I, I think that that part of the defense is important. And then maybe the only guy that we see really come off the floor is, like, the Grayson Allen minutes have been, like, bad. Like, if he comes off the floor, that's probably, like, 10 points right there. So I'm wondering if that's really the one adjustment Milwaukee can make. On the other hand, if they don't sit grace and they're going to continue to get good looks, like that's the problem, right? Yeah. Like, they don't have yeah. any wing options. I think they just want to spell him for a little bit. Um, look, these games are going to be pretty sharp. Like they've had six games to kind of get a handle on it and they are expecting the money on the under and they are expecting the money on the home teams. I think Boston's line's a little inflated. Um, yeah. Just from the, from how that, the, the fact of the game sevens and all that, because if you're a little betting game seven and you don't want to lay the money line, and you're looking at it and you're like, well, it's only five and a half. It's less than two possessions. I, I personally would not want to bet the spread on this. Like, if you're going to do it, just take the home teams in a parlay. Yeah. You're getting minus 200 best best value here at FanDuel. Um, and even two to one, I think, is is steep, right? Like, two to one for a series this close, pretty steep here. Uh, so I don't know how much. It's hard to find value on a side here. Um, what's your impulse on a prop line? Um, the one that I like, I want to bet it, even though it's sky high is like Giannis's prop line on his points is 35 and a half, which is just insane. Like, I think it's kind of moved a little bit too far, but I think that the guy that you can really take advantage of is holiday. He's at 20 and a half and they haven't really moved that too much. And like, they need him to score. Um, and I guess like the one thing that might give me pause and like, I'm probably going to wait till the games, like it gets really close to tip yeah. is they haven't, have they, I don't think they formally ruled out Middleton because they keep like, I feel like we keep seeing things on Twitter. That's right. like, maybe we'll play like it's possible he could play. So I, I would wait until you get like confirmed word. If he's going to be like, if he's going to play at all, because um, that I think would just lower the holiday line and I would still bet it but you'd get a better number. Cause I can't imagine that he would play extended minutes, maybe 20, maybe you get his minutes instead of Grayson, which would be beneficial, but it's, it's obviously a big injury he's coming back from. I don't think they can play him. I just don't, yeah. I don't think you can drop him into the, into the middle of a game seven. I just don't think he can. I just don't think. Yeah. I think it's tough. So, but I do like the 20 and a half. I think it's a good, I think it's a good line. Um, um, I would take you over on his points. Yeah. I think the only other one that I, I kind of, I would be probably looking at is uh, Bobby Portis. That's the only one I would look. I think if they go, if they're going to play Grayson, they're going to play overs. And Bobby's been big in big, big spots. Just play the P, yeah. just play the points rebounds. Um, on on Portis, that's probably one that I'll probably be on. Um, there's no telling on the Brook Lopez stuff, just based off of like, you don't know how Bud's going to go. Like he had nine total, right? We played the under in, in game in game six and it worked, but the fact they lost, I always kind of get a little bit nervous. It's like, well, the coaches may be like, look, we need Brooke Lopez out there. I think if you're trying to limit those Grayson minutes, you're going to have to go bigger. Right. And that means more Bobby Portis and more, um, more Brooke Lopez, which is interesting that they've gone away from it as the series has gone on. Not wrong. Uh, the bucks are between a rock and a hard place here. Like this, I, I need to really stress this. Chris Middleton plays the series is over. 
Like if Chris yeah. Middleton was healthy, like it's fine. Like the Celtics are a really good team. The Celtics are a really good team. Chris Middleton plays in this series, and like I feel very confident this thing's already done. They just need yeah. like like Chris gets them game four, and that's the difference in the series. So yeah, um, I agree. And even like last game was a toss up, really, in terms of shot quality. So it's yeah. tough. Uh, now I, I haven't over. I'm not overreacting to the game six shot quality differential, mostly based off of the fact that I'm just like, look, Boston was was going to get one. Like Boston yeah. was going to, and everyone's kind of, you know, Bucks fans. I said that Bucks fans were like, uh, game two, and I'm like, no, no, no. They were down 0-2 at home. They were not losing that game. Like that's not a swing game. They were always going to win game two if you win game one. That was yeah. that was we were all on Boston on that game for a reason. So that yes. one doesn't count. Game six, though, I, do, I think definitely think is like that's the one they get right. They got yeah. They they got a comeback effort in game four. They got had the had to win game two, and they got the coin flip they needed in game six in terms of the shot quality. So now we're we're at game seven. And now on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I use it for mine. It's a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry. And now you could win on Sleeper by playing their new over-under game. It's super simple. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick their over or under. For example, number of points in basketball or hits in baseball. Then, choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from 2 to over 25 times the money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about Over Under on Sleeper is that it's the only app where I can join my buddies' contests and play together. It's not a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friend's picks with a tap of a button. It's insanely fun to write it out together, so stop what you're doing. And download Sleeper now to play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. On your mobile phone, join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com slash action and sleeper. will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. Again, go to sleeper.com slash action and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Okay, back to the show. Second game. The night game, Dallas taking on Phoenix. Uh, open six. It's still at six as we record this. Uh, Suns minus six. Total of a two of six and a half. It's down to 205. This thing has moved, but I do have a trend for you following up on those under trends. I looked up totals in game sevens where it moves two points towards the under. The under still 11 and five at 69% since 2003, Joe. Like, the books cannot move it enough is basically where, where the, that's why I think game sevens are valuable. I think the sides, they can juice appropriately because you're going to have a better team. That's why they have home court at home must win. These home teams usually win. And I've said this a lot that the reason that I kind of tie it to, I tie home teams to these, to the win trend is, at game seven, like you mentioned, all the adjustments are gone and we're too, yeah. we, we really are to shot variants. And between the two bad shot variances, because both teams are exhausted and annoyed at each other, the home team is going to hit more because the home teams always shoot better. And like that to me is a differential, really, is like that's why they wind up winning is that the road teams shoot worse a little bit on the road and that's enough for it to hit there. So even at 205, I've hit it, going to be on the under 205. That's my best bet for Phoenix. Dallas game seven. Yeah, I like that too. And I don't think that we've really seen Phoenix have like a great offense. Like they have had 
some flashes of like offensive brilliance, but like they haven't really been able to put up like a performance where you go, Oh, like this is like masterclass here. And I feel like with, they were going to have probably increased effort on defense. You're going to see bigger minutes from really all of the main stars or so to speak. And you have to wonder like if Dallas just doesn't hit threes, you're going to cruise under this under. Um, So I like, I definitely like the under. And I think that, my only concern with this game is like, I don't think I would take a spread here, but I think I would take, you know, if I was going to back Dallas, I think you might be, have more value taking them to like win the West. Uh, even though like, cause we know they're going to be playing the Warriors. So I think they kind of match up decently. So like, I would probably just rather than play a money line here. I would want to go to a Western conference look. Yeah. So FanDuel's actually got right now, you could still bet outcomes for conference finals which i think is like a really interesting thing to look at like i've been betting those pretty consistently whoever is lost in the eastern conference finals i've been hitting them to beat miami because i thought miami was going to get past the sixers and you still got those uh, up and available like right now you can bet suns beat warriors is actually the favorite at plus 160 um you're not gonna like if the suns win this game seven which they should because it's a game seven the suns are gonna be favored versus the warriors so you're getting a plus number right now on Phoenix in a series next round where they would be you're getting them as a dog now and they would be favorites next next round. Um, Warriors beat Suns by the way plus one seventy. Warriors beat Mavericks plus three ten, and Mavericks beat Warriors at plus eight fifty. So I want to go over some of the trends for this because this is kind of interesting. All right, forty five percent of the tickets are on the Mavericks. So sixty fifty five percent of the tickets are on the Suns. A greater percentage of the handle is on the Suns. And this to me kind of reflects the general. I I kind of didn't expect the the public to be as wishy-washy as they ha- like as impactful as they have been. Like the Sixers were getting a, a ton of money and ticket, or they were getting a lot of tickets and not the money in game six. And I was really surprised, but it just kind of shows you like there is. If you listen to some of these other pods, there's just like a lot of like, I just think that, you know, the Sixers, I just think they've got them figured out. I'm like, what the fuck makes you think the Sixers have figured anything out about anything? They had two good shooting performances. That's what makes you think that the Sixers have figured it out. And we're seeing the same thing here. The game seven Luca thing, Joe, don't worry about your dog. Your dog's fine, Joe. The game seven Luca thing is out of control right now. Like everyone's like, Watch out for Luke in a game seven. And I'm like, uh, I'm sorry. Can, can we go back? Because he didn't make it out of the first round the last two years. And the first round didn't go to six or didn't go to seven. So you're talking about Luke in a game seven when he hasn't won one. That's that's the conversation that we're having. But that to me is I think what we're seeing is, again, the the split early splits on this, which are pretty significant. We got a lot of tickets in already. Forty five, fifty five. That to me is crazy for a home team. There is way too much belief. And look at this. 36% of the uh, tickets are on the Mavericks on the money line, 51%. So we've got big money coming in on the Mavericks to win this game outright, which makes sense, right? Like if you're going to bet it, you know, just bet them to win the game because you're getting a much better payout, especially if you think that Luca's going to win. Um, as of right now, the, we're not tracking again. We don't have any signals popping on this game, there's been no sharp moves. There's been no any sort of, sorts of indications. What's your best bet for Suns Mavericks game seven? 
So I think if you're going to play the Mavericks, I agree, you play the money line. Um, I think my favorite prop angle is I love DeAndre Ayton over 17 and a half points. Gotcha. I think that this is a spot you have to, if you're Phoenix, like he's gone over this in the last two games. He's gone over this in three of the six games during the series, but you have to take advantage of that pressure point. It's 17 and a half at FanDuel, 18 and a half at almost every other book. Um, I think 18 and a half is also fine uh, based on his performance this series, but that's kind of where I'm looking. And I think that, you know, if you're the Mavericks, this is a shot where you're going to take even more threes, I think, in this game. So I, I do think that there's going to be a lot of variance here. There's probably going to be some really good live bet opportunities, uh, especially if the Mavericks maybe go down early. You can probably get a really good big number because you just know they're going to keep shooting threes. So I'm, I'm going to stick with the eight and prop, and I'll also be playing that under like we had talked about. The series has been slow because the Mavericks are play a really slow pace. Um, there are some interesting stuff here in terms of like the offensive ratings and things like that. So if we just look at the home games for Phoenix, okay. Game one, Phoenix is a one thirty offensive rating game two, a one thirty four offensive rating game five, a one seventeen. Dallas at, on the road in the series, it's one twenty in game one, which is really good. One eleven in game two, which is fine. And then 85 in game five, which is obviously poor. Like, the trends say we need to play the under here. I talked about the under. I am just kind of wondering, like, is here, here's what I think is interesting. Uh, the total on this is lower than the Celtics-Bucks game, which that series has a higher pace. This is as a really slow pace, about basically 94 versus 97-ish for Celtics-Bucks. That statement kind of caught me while we're talking. Of like, I like the eight and angle a lot, but looking at the total and just being like, so wait, this series with better offense from the winning team has a lower total than Bucks Celtics. That just kind of made my head tilt a little bit. I guess I guess maybe part of it is if you think Dallas is going to have a bad shooting game, the lines it's going to go like way under. Um, but like because if I feel like if they if Dallas is going to win, they probably need to score over like a hundred points, and it's just going to be their three point shots are falling. The Suns I think could win in a more ugly manner with defense, keeping it close. And, you know, maybe you see like a game where like the winner is in the nineties or something like that. I I think I struggle to see Dallas winning a game. doesn't turn into like a shootout, at least on their end. Which is interesting because it's kind of been, it's kind of been, if we look at it, the games that Dallas won, the Suns only had a 105.6 offensive rating, 108.6 and then 91. It's kind of in the opposite where it's like, yeah, the, the the like Dallas has put up a good number no matter what. This one's tough. Now, all of a sudden, now that I kind of like think about it from this perspective of trying to frame this in a game seven is tough because it's just like, all right, are the Mavs just going to have a bad shooting night. Like that's what essentially what you're betting. Like you'd have to be betting on shooting variants going against Dallas is essentially how you do it. Which like they have such good three point shooters. It's kind of hard to go that way. And like they're taking almost half of their shots from three point range. So it's, I think it's a tough ask, especially, you know, if you're going to get better contributions from like Dinwiddie or Brunson or, or somebody, you know, it, I think this is, it's definitely, you're definitely making me like have some pause on this 205 now. Yeah. Like uh, we just talk, I mean, this is why I like the pod though. We talk, we talk yeah. about it and we're like, we're figuring out the angle as it goes just because 
All right, so we've got movement against it. And we the, again, the trend is 11 and 5. If it goes down by two points under 210, like that's it winds up getting hit. It winds up going under 11 out of 16 times, which is great. But I think given the, the context of this, I will say this. If you're on if you're on Phoenix, I don't think you bet the under. Fair. Because I think that they're going to put like, I don't think Phoenix can win without putting up a big number. Like they need their offense to to actually contribute. I don't. True. And if you're on Dallas, I think you actually have to bet the under. I actually think that you're. We need to go the other way on that. If you're on Dallas, if you okay. lean Dallas, I think it's under because if it's because that means that the Suns just they're they're getting beat by the two versus three thing, the math problem that they've had, where the Mavericks are bombing threes and they can't keep up, and that's been the story. But again. At home, the Matt, the Suns have been really good offensively. Like they've been good enough to win the series. Again, their 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 offensive ratings in their three home games: one seventeen, one thirty four, one thirty in the series. Yeah, that does make some sense because if Phoenix is going to be like ultra efficient from two, they're scoring like every time, and they have to really outpace the math problem that Dallas is going to present them with. Whereas, like if you're betting Dallas, yeah, that makes that makes sense. Whereas if you're betting Dallas, like they could just run away with it. And then Phoenix kind of starts pressing because they don't have the like, that's the one concern I have with Phoenix in general is like, if they go down, I feel like it's hard for them to come back Mm. because they don't have the math. They don't have the math advantage. Like you basically are saying like, okay, Devin Booker shoot threes. You're not like he can shoot threes. He's not like a three point shooter. I wouldn't, I wouldn't like describe him as that. Like, I feel like he's more of a driving type of like mid range shooter. Like he's not looking to take as many threes and like, who else is there? Crowder. That's really right. it. Like there's nobody else on Phoenix that I'm like, yeah, no, definitely like take threes. So I, I think that if Dallas gets off to a big opening, I, I don't, I don't know if I would live bet the Suns. you know, if they get, a, if they're ahead by like, I don't know, like 15 at half or something like that. I don't know if I would want to be grabbing a sun spot. Boy, this is interesting. This one's because I, I think here's, here's, the other problem that I kind of got with it, because my impulse is to go Phoenix, like on the spread, actually, is yeah. actually bet the Suns on the spread. And the reason is I want to go against this Luca thing. I want to go against yeah. the idea of like, of like, oh man, can't bet against Luca. And it, but the line's also not moving. No, because it's like, what would we like really like? What should the line be like if it wasn't Luca? Like if it was just like a no name player like that didn't sign like the agreements with like the players associations. They use like a made up name. And it's like, if it wasn't Luca, like what do we, if we look at the series, what is that number? Is it like, is it eight? Because the Suns are, you know, like they're, they made it to the finals. They've cruised through the whole season. Like, I don't, is it just Luca bias that's keeping this number here? I feel like it's Luca bias. that's not moving it higher for, for Phoenix. Yeah. Which you look at that and you say, then why just bet the six? Cause you're getting better value. It should be higher. And it's not, I still kind of want it to like, I want to see if the public just comes in and is like, no, no, no Dallas is winning this. Like, yeah. no, no, no. Like I buy a Luca. I want to wait think, and see think, if it moves below six. Yeah. I think this is like kind of one of those things. Like, I know you guys have talked about this. It's like, do like, like championship teams should win this game. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's been like a lot of doubt about the Phoenix Suns. And like, even though they were in the finals last year, they've cruised through this season. It's like, they don't, well, there's, I feel like there's been a lot of resistance in saying like, they're the favorites. They should be the favorites. They should win this game. And like, I'm wondering if this is like kind of the pressure point where it's like, 
the public doesn't really buy them. Like they're like, yeah, they're really good, but like, I just don't, I can't buy it. And then you have this like shiny superstar and Luka Doncic on the other side. And it's like, I buy that though. And I think you're right. Like maybe this line is a little too short because like people just undervalue what the suns are. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Um, all right. Our best bets under two Oh seven. We agree on that one for yeah. buck suns. Uh, we are undecided on Dallas Phoenix. I got to figure this out more. You're going to have to follow in the app. Like I can't figure out Dallas Phoenix, like two Oh five. Like we were very much set to do it. And then we talked through it and we're like, mm, maybe not oh, no. based off of the trends. Uh, I can't bet an over in a game seven. I'll say that. I can't bet even yeah. though I like, that's kind of like the, Ooh, maybe like a sun's over. No, like can't do it. I'm not betting overs in game seven. Yeah. I lean suns minus six. I want to wait and see if we get a better number based off of the Lucas stuff. Uh, Aiden uh, PR or PRA. No, just points, 17 points. and a half. Yeah. Points. His uh, rebounds have been like a little wonky. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Aiden over points. I'm going to go back to Brunson unders. Fair. I'm going to go back to Brunson under points on this one. I think they'll they'll contain him. Yeah. Uh, that'll Any be my play. Rebounds too. Yeah. It should be good. Yeah. Uh, we'll go for that for game sevens. Those are your game seven best bets. Thanks for joining us. Make sure to follow the Action Network app. We'll be back on Monday with a reaction from the Game 7s game you set for the conference finals and the NBA playoffs. Follow Joe on Twitter and in the Action Network app. We'll see you guys again next time. My thanks to Dan Tynes for producing on the weekend. We'll see you guys again next time. Let's get buckets.